you need to get your shit together. When I say do a thing, you do it. When I say NFT your balls, you don't respond with, well, I'll think about it. You respond with, yes! Because it's exactly what happened. Uh, YouTuber iDubs, three days after we made the suggestion, has NFT'd his balls. His bid is sitting at $1,400 right now. Embarrassing. That could have been you. But he got in on it. And I would also like to make a statement to Mr. iDubs. Mr. Ian iDubs. That we're coming for our fucking money. And you better watch your back. We told you to cut us in. You didn't listen. There will be consequences. Look. My mom said to me today, she's like, have you ever read the CDC zombie preparedness article? Which for some of you don't know is a satirical article on the CDC website about uh, being prepared for the zombie apocalypse. My mom's explaining this to me and she's like, it kind of seems like it's real. What a weird time. I looked at it and I was like, this is obviously bullshit. But... What are you supposed to do? And I thought to myself, I said, if a zombie apocalypse happened, that wouldn't even be in the top 10 things that happened in the past year that would be strange. If you've been to public school, you would know that half the kids are zombies. Yeah, they're, they're cranking into them. To stay, uh... I mean, you listen to this the way people talk, and it just sounds like... Bruh. Uh, yeah, my my brother just uh, my brother every I'm like good morning. He goes, eh. just, and, I, and I go uh, good night. He goes, eh. and I'm uh, like hey, I'm like hey, how's it going? He's like, eh. yeah. They all they they sound like the zombies from Minecraft. Hey, hey, it is what it is. Look, uh, we made a post about our last our last episode, and we tagged OnlyFans, and then one of the hilarious things about tagging OnlyFans immediately you will. Start being messaged and followed by bots that are looking to spread their OnlyFans account out, which is a remarkable way to increase, uh, you know, traction on your profile. <laughs> I don't think it really worked. I don't. I was like, I randomly, I was like, I'll put that in there. We'll see what happens when you put a when you put that in there. And it, I was like, oh, maybe this will. No, like sometimes the popular hashtags like producer or like music or podcast, you just get a bunch of like fake business accounts messaging mm -hmm. you or people who like who th uh they have something slightly similar to you but they're not you know like they're not they're, they're, not, they're not genuinely like no. like trying to make a business connection they don't even they didn't even listen to the podcast somebody no. messaged us literally 30 seconds after after posting our post and tagging having certain hashtags in there and it was some other uh, it was another, another podcast. podcast account similar uh, talking about Gen Z uh, like self-help or something but there's no possible way that there could have been like any and, any sort of relationship that they were trying to build and I looked into the account and we can trash them because they're never going to listen I don't even know the name of the podcast it was a Gen Z self-help podcast and it was like two twenty. it was like a 24 and 25 year old woman uh, hosting now, you can already tell where that's insane 
because they're talking about things like how to deal with your anger, how to make your relationships better, how to set realistic goals. And if they weren't just millennials in disguise, they would know that that's the last thing that we need to do for kids in this country. I mean, we're talking about kids on the wall, on the edge. Controlling your emotions? What? That's not... We're past that. That's the bar. That's the whole... You hope... Half of the half of the kids you go went to school with in public in the public education system, you hope you can get them down to the point where they can start talking about how to deal with realistic goals. Yeah, there's a I mean there's a whole layer. There's there's many layers before you even get to that level. And it the people in our generation through like all the different nuances of social media and the way that people communicate through comedy and through like images and just through memes, there's so many uh like that there's new emotions that have been i feel like invented it's this or, or like you just culminated through through that kind of sharing but this is what they don't understand hmm. right now there's only two options in in high school either yeah. do drugs or you sell them <laughs> that's it that's it so um, when you figure out how to go from that to whatever you think you're doing, uh, send me a call because I don't think your self-help podcast is going to do anyone good. And you know what's going to help people really? You know what podcast is really going to help kids either go, I want to be the drug addict or they want to be, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's this one. It's this one. You know Why? Because when there's no one at the fucking register, you clear the whole fucking store. You clear the store! Let it be known. People, you gotta take what you can get and you gotta steal what you want. You know, I don't believe in all these podcasts that talk about take the positive route. No, that doesn't get anyone ahead. You can still be a, be a good person to make sure that you come out on top. And that's okay. Some people out there don't realize how small other people are. And that some people who come off as big are putting on a facade. Some people don't realize that they make themselves a lot smaller than they really are. In an effort to look big. In a sense. Well, it's more like people don't realize their powers. And maybe some of you shouldn't. And that's okay too. Some people should just do the ordinary, and that's fine. But you shouldn't do the ordinary feeling like everyone's stepping over you. So, you know, when you feel like your drug dealer has maybe cut off a few grabs, you feel like you're getting scammed, you probably don't have it in you to do anything. But maybe it comes to uh, someone who has wronged you in another way. You gotta, you gotta... Take it by the balls. And not to make this a masculine thing, but balls are very weak. They're not a strong organ. They're very weak. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. Vulnerable. So it's not a masculine thing. It's really a, a, an unmasculine thing. You know, 
It's something weak. It's something that. But it's not even a feminine thing. It's not like no, it's the opposite of. It's, it's a just, bag in the wind. It's a low masculine. It's a sandcastle in the rain. Right? So you have to ask yourself what kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to let the sore owner rob you, or are you going to go when they turn their back, you steal? You take everything that you can get. Because what people don't realize is that this store analogy goes on to more than just legitimately stealing from someone. There's people in your life that have already walked all over you. And if you don't feel like you've been wrong very much, then they're going to come soon. And what kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to be someone who lets them walk on all over you and be the good guy? Do you believe in karma? Karma's kind of dumb. Because all the people who do bad things in this country seem to keep getting away with it. Jeffrey Epstein got the easy way out. All right, the bad people that you think are gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna catch up to them. It won't. No, we use karma as a way to cope, as a as a, as a way to cope, as a way to, uh, you know, make ourselves feel better when we know we're powerless in such a big situation like what a fucking pedophile is doing, <clears throat> an international pedophile. But when it's like somebody you know close who's wronged you and you have the ability to come up with the right words that are that are based on how you really feel and you really have a chance to say it to them and make them know it that then karma then you don't need to rely on, on the idea of karma you can take it into your own hands if you if as you, they say yes if a person who's wronged you and you think that something bad's going to happen to them it probably won't Life is just bad. I mean, eventually something will, but don't act like that was because they did something bad to you, because it's not. That's just kind of that's kind of like weak and hateful to it's be like. Weak. It's kind of it's kind of egotistical to be like, yeah, that's because they fucked me over. And I hope you don't know goes, if you you might have yes. done something wrong too. And like, so are you gonna get mad when when your karma comes your way too? No, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get sorry. You're gonna yes. go away. Yes, you're gonna be so weaker. Don't, so don't be don't be on the other end of it when it. <laughs> But what could you do instead? You could be the one that dishes out the karma. Look, there's a great saying that says, if you ask God for help, sometimes you got to help God too. Right? You go, God, can I, I want to lose weight. Please, I want to lose weight. I want to be thinner. All right? Got to put the ho-hos down. Got to put the Twinkies down. You got to help. So when you go, the work. I really hope that person gets what they deserve. Sometimes God needs our help. Sometimes God needs our help. Be the, car- be the karma. Whoever that person may be, when they turn around, when they leave the cash register, you empty the fucking store. Remember, they turned their back. You emptied the store. And if you don't empty the store, you're going to go, oh, I missed my chance. He's back now. And now the prices are higher. You fucked, and they're going to fuck you again. Remember, if somebody has already fucked you, fuck them back. And don't think like, oh, man, I got to be the bigger guy here. No. No, no, no. I mean, sometimes, yeah, who gives a... I mean, you'll, you'll know. When you're like, I got to be the bigger guy, that's like drama. And no one gives a shit about that. We're talking about someone who screwed you. You got to screw them back. You got to let the reality set in. And if you got to take your chance, you got to lose yourself in the moment. Because once you do it once, it will be easier the next time you need to do it. And people will learn not to walk all over you.
and that's okay, and right. that's good, and you need that because what's going to happen is, how come when it, how, how about it's not a, a friend who stabbed you in the back? It's not a friend who betrayed you. It's a, it's your boss, you know. It's your girlfriend or or it's a, a significant other. I'll be inclusive here. It's your boss, your significant other. What are you gonna do? It's your it's your father-in-law. It's an in-law. It's family. It's your business. It's your livelihood. Who's going to take control? And if you go, well, I'll be the bigger man. Then whoever fucked you is just going to keep doing it. And they'll remind you too. Never think that someone who did something bad or who was a mean guy, like a bully, like a bully or the popular kid in high school, never think that their life is going to go bad because it won't. It probably won't. If, uh, if the rich kid at school makes fun of you for being poor, their life probably won't get worse. Unless they do heroin. But they probably won't fall into that. Well, don't give people heroin to get back at them. Give people heroin to get back at them. Well. <laughs> no. Start smaller. <laughs> Look. Uh, this old facade of, like, the nerds come back later. They don't. It doesn't happen. It's not real. It's a fallacy. It's a cope. It's like karma. It's the same thing. It's not real. The people who make are the people who take control of what's going on in their lives. And they realize that certain situations in their life are much smaller than they really are. And some of the people who may be bothering them are much smaller than they really are. So learn that. Learn that sometimes your actions actually don't have that bad of repercussions. And this is true. This is true. This is why people get away with crime. They don't get in trouble. It doesn't happen. The risk takers. It slides right off of them. It, it, yes. It, it's, it's just having, it's just, ha it's not having thick skin. It's just having smooth skin. <laughs> you just, smooth it, skin. it's it's not even, it's different from conscious from, or from like having, or having a conscience about something. Where crime is different, you know, it's that depending on you, your conscience might take over and stop you from doing something, from taking control of that moment. But if it's about making something right that you have felt has been wrong for a long time, then your conscience, whatever it's telling you, you should listen to it. Even if it, if you, even if you feel like, oh, I would I would look like a bad person for doing this, or I don't want to come across you as mean, I don't want to come across come as across like, as mean. no, not. If anything, you'll come across as right. Sometimes. Or if someone thinks that you're mean, they're delusional. Fuck them. You know where you are. If your heart's in the right place and you're looking out for you in a good way and you really know someone has wronged you, you're not really going to do the bad thing. You're not really going to do the bad thing. And obviously there's levels to this. There's a lot of nuance to this. Because the conversation can go many ways from the point at which you make the decision to say something or not say something. But if you never say it or you never, we talked about this, if you never ask, if you never put it out and try to float mm -hmm. into the conversation and look for that response, then it's never going to happen. Then you always, then you hold on to something that helps you cope with it. And then where are you? Exactly. The, what this, this generation needs to know is that you're going to get fucked. If not, you already are. And instead of going, oh, I'm fucked. You gotta fuck him right back. It's the only satisfying thing left to do. It is. You can rest on. You can rest afterwards. You can rest after you've ex expended every other option. 
and this isn't this is not saying be ruthlessly mean to people or be like careless about re- read the room read the situation and really exactly. ev- evaluate what's worth battling what's worth like your energy that you're gonna have to put into this give the people who love give you the thought. time yeah that we're not talking about that we're talking about people who don't give you the time we're talking about people who already fucked you or are going to soon and we were we you know we were sitting down i was sitting with jared another friend of mine the other day uh and we were talking about how you know some people don't realize how small the barriers between them and other people really are if you go man i wonder if that person wants to have a better relationship with me have you asked have you asked did you ask Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I want I want you to be able to talk to me. I want to let you know that I'm someone you can trust. Let them know. Let them know, especially if they treat if they love you back. You know, there's a big communication problem. Let them know. Cuz you go, "Man, I, I wonder why they never talked to me about this." And it's like, "Well, did you tell them? Did you ever ask them?" Well, there you go. You, you know, it takes yeah. a, it takes a little bit of time to learn that, but it's really, it's really that small, and that's what a lot of issues. You know, and one thing you'll learn if you go up to someone, you ask, "What can I do for you?" and they go, "You can," in a very they won't say this straight out, but they'll kind of say, it, and they'll go, "You can kind of fuck off." You can go, "That's not a person I need to ever worry about ever again." Because you cannot have your list of people. I want you to think of it this way. And this is genuinely a problem that we have. People can't compartmentalize their emotions. It is so bad that people are involved in so many other people's business. I mean, some of you might be doing this right now. But how many hours do you spend on the phone or texting people about bullshit, about drama, about being engrossed in drama? We're being, just about, thinking about it. About we're like being, dwelling yes, on it at about night. being in other people's business. It's a waste of time. And we're so interconnected that we're all in each other's shit and it's literally making people lose their minds. And so whatever this podcast, they bring it back. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about how to... Uh, read how people are really going to react to things. They're not reading how you need to fucking figure what you need to do out. They don't know what it means to... They're not talking about how to look at someone who uh, you love and figuring out how to communicate with them. They're not figuring out how to figure out, you know... They're not might- talking about the nuances of a, rela- of, a, of a conversation, of a situation between two people. It's It's more of like a vague platitude, like find... Like it's it's I mean emotions can be so vague, but until they're really not, until you put it into a prime example, then they're no longer vague. Well, you know this one might get some groans, but just digest this idea. We know people who struggle to love themselves. What those people don't understand, what they need to ask is if they're worth someone to love. Now, that sounds kind of dark, but hear me out. If you don't treat yourself like you're worthy of being loved, other people won't. And neither will you. And neither will you. And it's very bad. And you have to treat yourself. You have to stay healthy. Healthy minded. Healthy body. Do the right thing. Surround yourself with the right people. And this is a hard thing. Some people wallow in the I hate myself phase for a very long time. And everyone is a flower that blooms at different times. And it's okay. But another one is like people don't respect me. I don't even respect myself. Why don't people respect you? Most of the time you have the answer. Yeah, sometimes it's dumb shit. It's like, well, I'm not strong enough. Well, eh, 
I'm like that. You go, well, people can walk over me. Why are you letting people walk over you? Like, it's hard. I don't have the confidence to. Then find it. You'd be surprised how easy it is to open a door. You'd be surprised that the door is inched open. All you have to do is kick it down. God, I get the hiccups. It's ruining my point. People need to hear this. You need to understand. There's a lot of nuance to this. Read the room. Know who's your friend. Know who your enemy is. And make sure they're a good enemy. You know what I mean? Make sure it's a good enemy. Don't make it just someone who's like talk shit sometime to time. Make it a good one. Make it a good one so when you get them back, no one goes, you were fucked up for that. They'll go, you know what? That guy was a dick. And he deserved it. And I'm glad that you did it. That's what you want. That's what you want. Because you want to come out not on, not just on top in the situation. You want to come out on top in confidence. You want to make people think, I can't believe he just said that. I can't believe he just did that. Or, I've been thinking that all along. Yeah! I wish that's I would, the best one. I wish I would have said that. Yes, that's you, a good one. When other be, people go, I man, you fucking showed them. I always yeah. wanted to say that. You know, you got them by the balls. You'd be, you'd be surprised how much, uh, how much people can rely, learn to rely on people like that. People who like, and, and it, it inspires some people in a certain way. You know, it takes them on their, on their, on the way to to bloom the way that they're gonna bloom. Maybe it it uh, it speeds up that process. But you'd be surprised how much people how much people take into consideration your ability to to protect the things that are important. If you're somebody in your friend group who can do that or in your any relationship who can demonstrate that you're willing to do what is necessary, you I mean, you put yourself in a pretty damn good position with those people, a pretty high position with those people. It's not like you just need their you know you need that respect, but it's valuable it's to valuable. have that respect. You can take it on, you know, take on that responsibility that you can. Right. Because if, if they're not going to, maybe they'll do that for you in another situation. Maybe you, you demonstrate that to them. So, you know, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to fake confidence, but it's not hard to be a liar. Think of it like that. You ever think like, ah, I don't really like the person I am. Try to be the one you want to be. Some people go, that's kind of hard. It's hard for people to change. It's hard for people to change the older they get because the wall that they have been building for years becomes way too tall. So if you're a young person listening to this and you feel like you're already building walls, you got to tear it down brick by brick. And you got to learn what those bricks are. You have to learn, what is my relationship with my family? What are my parents going to do for me? Some of you out there know damn well but are too afraid to admit that your parents will get in your way. Sometimes they're emotionally emotionally draining, and sometimes it's because they love you, and that's okay. But sometimes you come up with an idea, and they go, that's dumb. And you go, you have no idea what you're talking about. Sometimes you got to start realizing that some of the people around you who do say they love you are not good for you, and you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's a hard thing. That doesn't mean you stop loving them. That just means you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt and you got to take everything as they're saying this out of love. All right. It's hard. It takes a little emotional maturity, but once you get there, you start to get it a little more. Right. So 
you, you got to evaluate the bricks around you. What, who, let's name it out this way, right? Let's call your parents are most likely going to be bricks in the wall. You know, I know we're really talking about Pink Floyd's The Wall, but it's fine. It's a good analogy. Your parents are going to put bricks in the wall and they're going to put their own bricks in your wall. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Your parents will put their fears into you and they will also put their regrets into you. All right. Now, those regrets may inspire you depending on how they tell you about their regrets. One of my family members is someone who has regrets who is more like, and that's why nothing worked out and that's why I hate this system. Well, that's not fair because, you know, you didn't make a certain decision. So it's not really the system's fault. It's more yours. And that doesn't mean I should stop to go do certain things because you regret doing something, right? It could work out differently. You got to see it as that. Then you have to go, what is my family afraid of? And am I afraid of those same things? And some of those things are leaving the city in which you were born in, traveling, taking risks. We all, some of us have family members who really don't take risks. All right. Because risk is scary, right? So don't, there you go. There's another one. Well, my family kind of instilled the fear in me that risk is dangerous and I should stay away from it. Get rid of that. That's a primitive way of thinking because it, it's it's really it's, it's it's stay in the shelter, stay in the the safety net, you know. But it, at this point, it's not the, taking those risks, going out there, going out in the world, being unstable or in, instable. What else is there to do? What else is there to do? like? What what's left? Other, what's other, left? Other than to other than to like risk yourself, you know, what else can you, what else can you even risk? You don't want to risk, like you can't risk anything else other than yourself. People, you're going to be with yourself your entire life. So you might as well make yourself the best person it can be. You know, when I look at my life, I go, I'm someone who's going to reach tremendous success or experience tremendous amounts of failure. And that's okay. Got to be realistic too. But if you go, I want to be that person. I want to take the risk. Then do it. Don't live with regrets. But don't live in delusion either. Right? It's a balance. Find the reality that you're going to live in. Don't miss opportunities. You know, Have a goal. Have a dream. But if a better opportunity comes by, and maybe you're good at it, take it. You know, It's a big thing people miss. That sometimes the opportunity comes to you. And you don't want it, but it wanted you. And it would have been a good life. And you fuck it up. Because you followed a dream that never wanted you. You followed a dream that you were living in delusion about. And we may experience this. I don't know. I mean, this podcast is pretty delusional. I mean, we're at like 30 minutes. And I mean, we're off the rails. But, not really. But, you know. Talking about touching people's balls. No. Um <laughs> We just want our listeners to understand that you gotta you gotta go get it. And go getting it it could be a lot of things. It could be, you know, finding the love of your life, it could be making your family a lot better, it could be finding your inspiration, or it could be living that dream. I don't think there's anything be, wrong with people who decide to do the norm. If you go to no, those co- people are interesting. No, yeah, it's those fine. those those yeah. people those people, you meet them and, and you're like, oh, wow, I've never met somebody like this before because your whole life you've been surrounded by the people who don't 
think like that, and they yeah. don't live like that. You know, you if you have if you have people, if you're one of those people, I'm like, I'm gonna go to college and just live a good life. Then do it, live a good life, but try not to fuck up too many things on the way there. You know what I mean? Once you get that degree, learn how to make it bigger. Make a business. Make a business doing something alike. Oh, I fucking hate my boss. Be your own boss. Might as well. Bankruptcy treats people pretty nice in this country. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to dip your toe in. Because guess what? You give it for five years and it fucking all falls apart. You tried. You know how many other people can't say? You know how many people never try and would it would have never worked out? Almost all of them. Almost all. We're in the zombie pandemic. We're in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's just Facebook. <laughs> it's just Facebook. Everybody's biting each the other. The CDC should make a, a Facebook preparedness. You come in contact with a Facebook poster. This is what you should do. Find Put a shotgun in their mouth. And go, it's up to you from here on out. <laughs> no, serious. Dude, people. And if any of you guys have Facebook, I know it's such a dying social media. There's only like really boomers on it, but... If you're young, I suggest make a Facebook, follow as many people as you know as possible who are older, wait a week, and scroll through your feed. You will go, there is no turning back. <laughs> you will go, if these are the people who raised us, we're fucked. If we go, we need to turn to the elders to figure out what to do with the country, they're gone too. They are gone. Their they have checked out. Their ship sank a long time ago. Look. This isn't even about a ship sinking in it. That's what, that's what, when I was listening to this, the, the watch, looking to the Gen Z podcast, I'm like, you're talking about kids saving them from a sinking ship. They're on the fucking driftwood about to fall into the ice. It's over. We're saying, go under the water. Maybe. It's a vast ocean. And you might swim. Hey, really though, it, go into the void. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Find out what's in there. Sorry, everyone. I'm the worst podcast. This is the worst podcast. This man this morning was saying we're bigger than Joe Rogan. I, dude, and he can't even turn off some his fucking notifications. Believe me. Jesus fucking Christ. Everybody loves this podcast. Thank this you guy. for all the great feedback that we get. Oh, I'm glad that you guys really enjoy it. People say I have a voice for podcasting. And then someone made a joke that I said I have the face for it, too. <laughs> because they're calling me ugly. I think I'm a, I think I'm a swell lad. That's what I think. You got you got a, you got some beers in your belly. Hey, if you don't, what's wrong with you? I gotta work out. That's how I should start treating myself. I need to get back and working out. I, I, I in college when I was a freshman, I gained. I, I went to college at like one ninety, and I went to two twenty five. Yeah, but this last twenty twenty, you lost. Quite I lost a, bit. a lot, and then now it's all back. Lot. It's not all back. I'm at like two five. That's fine. Dude, the difference between 225 and going to 190 and 205 and going to 190? Right. Oh, my God. It's, that's weird because a lot, of times, a lot of times people say when you gain weight, it's harder to keep that weight from coming back. You were talking about that. There's like some yes. science behind that. There's something about your body's the fat already cells ready. can recreate themselves quicker. So once you already, mm -hmm. you got to watch yourself, people. If you get big, you're going to always struggle with falling right back into it. It's really hard. Your body will is more prepared to get bigger than it is to get thinner. But yeah, I, I, I went, I, when, I, when I started at 225, it took a long time. It took months. And I lost a lot of weight very fast. I changed my diet. I was working out four or five times a week. 
I went from uh, I went from two. I was very proud of myself. It was like in the span of like eight months. I went from and so I I don't know if this is true. I think this is practical, but I went from two twenty five. I cut a lot of beer, caught a lot of booze. Uh, two twenty five. Got really into running, and I went. I, my lowest was one seventy nine. I was very proud of myself. I mean, that's a lot of weight to that's lose. That's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. I, I felt really. I felt amazing at one seventy nine. I liked the way my body looked. That's like fifty pounds. It's a lot. I lost a lot. I want to try to get back there. You know, I would like to see. I would like to see what my body looks like at one seventy. That would be cool. That would yeah. be nice. You know, my body. The body type that I wish I had was just like those guys when they take off their shirt and it's just fucking flat. Mm-hmm. Like it's just perfectly flat. It's not abs, but it's just flat. And it's just nice. Twink <laughs> energy. It is twink energy. I want a twink body, but I'm too tall. Yeah, you gotta... You can't you, be a twink you and gotta be 6'3". Well, that's why you make... You, that's, that's why you start. You gotta paint your nails a little bit. You gotta put some color in your you hair. doll it up. Hey, you gotta hey. Get a, get, a, get a little nose ring. It's cute. Hey. It's cute. Work the crowd. Do a little crowd work. Hey. <laughs> it is what it is. Stage presence. <laughs> Stay, yeah, stage presence. Hey, I'd do it. I don't care. I think black. I had black nails freshman year. I thought it was cool. I like black yeah, nails. Like, when like we move, I'll probably nails. do it. I think when we move, when we're more in like a city and there's a lot more young people around, no one gives a fuck. I, I feel a little embarrassed now because some of the I work with a lot of blue collar guys. If I showed up with painted nails, it'd be over. It'd be over. <laughs> I would never. It would never go away. I got long hair. They judge me for that. They ripped me apart for that. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I, you throw it right back at him. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's that, kicking the shit. That one mechanic guy who was like. Who was like, yeah? I, they were like, who took that uh, that one van? And he was like, I think those two hippie guys. He said did. those two. I think those two fucking hippies did. Talking about me ass. and Cade, hair down to our just nipples. Had, yeah, just because we had long hair. Who gives a fuck? So I didn't even have that long of hair then. Our hair was roughly. Our, our hair was. At Your least hair shoulder. was longer than mine. Oh yeah, because you had cut it right before. Yeah, my hair was when not. I started. My hair is long now. Mine too. My hair, but my yeah. Mine like freaks me out sometimes. Like I love. I'm like, is there a spider on me? <laughs> I do really, I do really like long hair. It's my favorite. I would love to, I would love to dye. My hair is very dark. In the summertime, it gets a little more brown because of the sun. In the wintertime, it's very black. Um, but I would like to go. I would like to do like a like a green and a black, doing like a half and half. That'd be cool. And you know, when you're somewhere where people don't give a fuck, they'd be like, "Oh, you have colored hair." So does everybody else. I'm like, "Yeah, cool." That's the kind of stuff that I like about our generation that we're getting into is that a lot of people don't care what you wear, and it should be that way. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, when it's, it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Really, like we don't we don't have time for this kind of shit. No. For the love of God, you like painting your nails? Who gives a fuck? I really don't care because it's boring. The thing is, if you come up to me with painted nails and you're a guy and your hair is colored and you're wearing whatever, if the next words out of your mouth is, did you see what happened in the Epstein case? You're in. I mean, you're in. I don't give a fuck who, I don't know what you do. Giving you a kiss, right? A big old right smooch. on the fucking lips. Look. That's how I judge a lot of people. I, I judge a lot of people based on their ideas. You know, I want to hear them out. Some people talk to me about they're like they think tough shit in politics. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think. Jeez, let me. I don't think I need you'd to be, make that clear. You'd be deeper. If you, but if you were, it'd be worse. You'd be, you'd be it'd be worse. Um, you know, they'd be like, I know a lot. I'm like, do you? Like, who gives a fuck? You know, 
It's the same. You know, we've been really ripping it into the leftists lately, but you know who... I, I mentioned that to Jared. Like, we know about like three episodes. We keep talking about the TikTok leftists, but I got to be honest. You know, the TikTok conservatives. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, God. Kind of all over the place. They're so boring. Well, just the, the conservatives on social media are all over the place. Sometimes I get recommended... I get... My, my like, Snapchat Explore page is really split. It's, like, it's it's either really left or it's like kind of like like the ben like ben shapiro, ben shapiro or right like, wing yeah that kind of spectrum but I, I look at it and i just get so exhausted looking at the way like here's how we're telling you this story here's what we have to say about this and i know we have a podcast and we come up here every day and we say here's what we have to say about this yeah but we're right <laughs> yeah but, hey, hey no we're right on. i'm not saying you're not I'm not saying we're not. I'm saying it's just tiresome to see it, to see all these people who have so much money, who have you know s- such weird old, uh, like snarky opinions. Just think that they, that 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 they, I don't know, that 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 they deserve everything that they have. But one, you know, one thing for, I for do, to hold those opinions. All one the time. thing I do notice though, uh, about legit leftists, and I'll give them props for this, and this is actually something I do enjoy about it. Mm. Is they're not as, they can be sometimes condescending, but they don't troll in their videos. They don't troll anybody, dude. The conservatives troll. Like when they yeah. make when they're making political video, videos, they're like, "I hope this upsets you." That's what yeah. it's like. Leftists are like, "This is why the U.S. keeps sanctioning Venezuela because they want a bunch of people to die." And it's like, okay, I can be on board with that. I listen to them. I'm like, you're probably right. I'm not even. I don't even disagree with a lot of it. I'm just not. I'm not on board with getting rid of private property. I'm okay with ending all the corruption and, you know, cutting off some of the tentacles of capitalism. But I want to own a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. That's where I'm at. I just want to own a house. I want that to be mine and no one else's. I don't want it to be given to me. I want it to own it. Not, yeah, no. That's not just not, I'm not there. But on the other side, they're like, God, it's just the shit that they think that might be the issue. It's like, this is so boring. Yeah. And it's it's so, like, conservatives really front a lot. They kind of front a lot. Uh, and I'm talking about younger ones. See, the boomers kind of have, are still on the, the Sean Hannity stuff, the Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson's, right? And they troll. They troll a lot. Fox News is like trolling, but they're all bullshit. But, you know, Fox News trolls. But it's like, CPAC and fucking Charlie Kirk and um um what Owens Candace Owens Candace Owens Shapiro God they're so they troll and it's annoying it's like because they're not even that funny they're not, like, they're not even, even it's not even entertaining it's boring they're politics your politics bores me <laughs> your politics bores me it is like that I listen to him like shut up you're lying. Like they're grifters. A lot of them are grifters. They're in it for the money. And I'm not even I'm not even anti that. I just wish it was more entertaining. I wouldn't be mad if they were grifting if it was more entertaining. And they're not. They're not. Venture people is really boring and annoying. He's annoying. All right, but but I don't know I also don't understand that people are like Ben Shapiro's a fascist. I'm like, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> what? And he goes and then he's like, you know, Ben Shapiro's like, I'm a libertarian. And they're like, No, you're a fascist. I'm like, no. Oh. But that's the difference between some leftists and progressives. You know, we're, there's a lot of nuance in American politics. Some but leftists use 
words and use big words like that that uh they don't apply and it it denigrates the meaning of that word and we're never going to be able to use those words in a real situation ever again when it's really it's there just so rid- you know everyone who gets branded people who get branded as all right and it's like they're not even what what they had an opinion about the border what was even racist they were just saying something like really it's insane that some people don't even want to have an open conversation about you know uh, the border because people are like well there shouldn't even be borders all right i'll agree with you when everyone in the world agrees with that yeah i will i'm not against it until everybody in the world agrees with that and that's a that's what people need to think realize is that okay unless uh if you're gonna be the good country and we're not a good country we do very nasty things there's a lot of evidence lots of evidence i mean leftists have their evidence you know, we agree with some of the leftist stuff, but we, we, you know, one thing, one point that we always make is just like, you know, the leftists talk about the elite, but they don't even know how the elite operate, mm-hmm. you know, and that is something that's genuinely frustrating. It's well, like, nobody really does. It's hard to think about it. You kind of have an inkling though. I mean, yeah. a lot of this shit is definitely. But that, the inkling is usually flattened out by like, by like anxiety and confusion and like the other societal problems, social yeah, problems. For we're trying. us though, we I'm not know. talking about for us. I'm talking about for people who are like in but who that's are, who who are, matters. they stake their ground in one side. What we're talking about, what we're in this bubble, it matters that we know that the inkling is not getting lost. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to tell what's going on. I mean, yeah, they're like, hey, let's get money out of politics. It's like you're right, but what happens? Uh, what's also deeper and it's like a big blackmail operation you know there's a lot of a lot of bad things but we're not going to go this isn't the podcast for that i want to do some research into some real shit i want to have a podcast where we really talk about uh, elites i want to go into and this isn't the one you know me and you talk about we make jokes about epstein and stuff like that but i want to go into it and we really should talk about really open the door he's still Uh, even kind of surface yes and, and, and and understanding that you know, a lot of people, the idea of a, of a you know, sec, human sex trafficking ring in politics or the elite, right, uh, really got ruined by the QAnon movement. And I really, and some people might disagree with me on this, and that's, hey, more power to you. But I do think parts of the QAnon movement were definitely spearheaded by intelligence agencies. I mean... I don't think people, you know, when people were talking about how they're like the Capitol riots for an insurrection, it's like, they're like, they didn't even have any guards there. I'm like, why would they? Every event that involved QAnon, they just stood around like a bunch of idiots. I mean, even the Capitol one, they didn't do anything. I mean, yet someone, uh, they're like, even when you look at all the police officers who died, it's like they died two days later. And it was like, even the, even the families are like, yeah, it wasn't related to the Capitol. Like, or like there was one thing where like an officer got hit in the head and it wasn't the whole like bludgeon by the, f- I don't, I maybe I might be wrong, but I know I saw, read something about how really he got hit over the head and he went home and they were like, you should go to the hospital. He didn't go to the hospital. Then he had like a, the next day. So then two days after he had a headache, he still didn't go to the hospital and he died in his sleep. Something like that. One was like a heart attack. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not good that cops are, well, depending on who you ask. Uh, the cops are just getting killed. Um, we've s- kind of talked about this ad nauseum about, you know, obviously if it was a different group of people, half of this country wouldn't even be complaining, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, when that woman died who was shot by the Secret Service. The thing that's weird about the Capitol riots is that almost every uh, event prior to QAnon, they weren't really doing anything. You know, when there was the protest in, uh, not even to say that this is QAnon, but when there was the protest in Virginia about the AR ban, they all showed up and waved their guns around and all got put on a list on whose doors they need to knock on to take away their gun, and the bill got passed anyway, anyway and nothing happened. Right-wingers, now, hold on, because you got to be careful with that, because there is right-wing extremism that does very bad things. Mm-hmm. All right, but that does include... Um, Islamic terrorism, and that includes white supremacists. So we're kind of talking about, we're talking outside of that. Not everyone in the, mostly everyone in the QAnon movement is not a white supremacist. They're just kind of dumb. And most of them, in reality, are probably mentally ill. That's also something that really doesn't, didn't get talked about, is that uh, these people's brains got melted. And I know some personally very well and witnessed Mm -hmm. it happen. It was very QAnon was not good for mental health in this country. If you ever wanted to go, we have a mental health crisis. The QAnon movement is number one on my list. Well, QAnon was the result of years of people being melted down into and then they in, got in, fucking into whacked over the head. Them. Well, kind of, kind of. The people who really got into QAnon were people who were like the people who got into QAnon were people who were also two steps away from joining. Um, Scientology. No, really, because it's QAnon was answers to things. It was like there's a plan. You're gonna be safe. Everything's gonna turn out. I mean, imagine you're just a normal person and you find out that every politician is raping kids, and you go, "Huh, that's bad." That's a problem. I want to focus on. I want to exactly. I want to fight about that problem. Yes, and then they think that Donald Trump's their savior, which he wasn't. He wasn't at all. But it's hard because these people, some of them, are mentally ill. Two truths and a lie. It, yeah. it was a basket full of that. It was lots of stuff like that. And I do think uh, because QAnon really didn't do anything until the Capitol riots. And I don't think those police officers really expected them to do anything because they never did anything before. Because a lot of the times when they showed up, it was all about like, remember the plan. Remember the plan. Because that's what it was. The Q. Remember the plan. There's a plan. There's a plan. You don't need to do anything. And Alex Jones was mad about that. He said, you fucking idiots followed this thing that wasn't even real. You followed this thing that wasn't even real. And you kept sitting on your ass and you didn't do anything about anything because you kept following the plan and it made you docile. That's what. That's why it's an interesting thing because actually what people don't understand is that if there wasn't a QAnon in this country, the amount of people that would have joined the alt-right would have been dangerous it would have been way bigger that's what's really weird about this i don't think i think that's a maybe people will think that's a strange take but if QAnon didn't happen it wouldn't have been QAnon people charging the charging the capital it would have been legit nazis real nazis and people like well there was like pictures of like three guys with like anti-semitic stuff yeah i'm talking about the whole fucking crowd i'm talking about the real shit. Not just the three guys. You know, the real shit. A real Nazi showing up. And yeah, those three guys probably are real Nazis. But I mean, it's not about Q. or They're they're not walking around with fucking Blue Lives Matter flags. No. It's fucking 
armbands and black shirts and pulling up and going, we're ready. I don't think people know that. I don't think people th- saw this and they, they look at, well, that was the Proud Boys. Kinda. For a bit it was. And it wasn't. It's a weird... Proud Boy has, has a lot of weird nuances. The guy who runs it isn't even white. It's not even white. Gavin McGinnis obviously has some pretty uh, alt-right ideas. Alt-right. Not alt-right. Alt-right. Need to make sure that that's understood. Of course, and when he started it, to fight and you know to fight the antifa people in berkeley he kind of it was kind of more <clears> satirical it thing, started as satirical of. and kinda then it moved into that, real but. white supremacists joined real nazis and they were fighting off antifa and then now proud boys has a real uh background checking program uh, you know at least i don't know i'm not in the proud boys but that's what i've heard and the guy who runs it isn't even white so i think it changed but I think if QAnon didn't happen, you would have had a lot. I think racial tensions would have been a lot worse. I think there would have been a lot of people going, uh, what would have happened if these people wouldn't go, you're racist. And people would have been like, yeah. Would have turned into that. Some of you go, well, that's gonna that's America anyway. I'm like, sure. But we don't want that number to get bigger. We certainly don't want a uh, a bloodbath no. from that. We don't want the number to get bigger. We want the number to get smaller. All right, so maybe a bloodbath would solve that in some people's minds. Yeah, I know that's a weird firepower. I know that's kind of a strange take on that, but that's really how I kind of feel about the QAnon thing. As much as it was bad about the Capitol riots, you're kind of lucky it happened. Kind of lucky that was Q, and that's why I think the CIA was involved in it because I think it was their way of kind of uh, saddling the right. Yeah, they saddled. That's why I feel like it's it was an op. I said that to someone, they're like, really? I'm like, I mean, think about it. It saddled the right for a long time. It kept them docile for four years. Nothing happened until the end, and nothing really happened. No one really, you could be like, it was a travesty that happened to America. It was a travesty what happened on that day. Yeah, I can think of one particular event that happened 20 years ago that was a lot worse than what happened on the Capitol. That was probably also perpetrated by the CIA. Fucking idiot. You can be hey, you can disagree with me on that. I'll send you a few links. I'll tell you. DM us. I've got to be honest with you. I think the thousands of people that we sent to die in an endless war is probably a lot worse than whatever happened at the Capitol. And people are like, well, you know, they're all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. But, but we got lucky. But this what, what this are we going to do? Could have been way like all, everything at once. What like what are, what are we going to do? Take them all at the same level? Treat them all with the same level of 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 uh, danger. There's got to be priorities here. I mean, there's got. I mean, there's none right now. There's none. We don't know what fucking. I mean, the FBI has priorities, which right now, after the Biden administration, has just been turned into anti-government rhetoric. Yeah, they put that at hit list number one: anti-government rhetoric and uh, COVID misinformation. Those yeah, are the two things that that the media and so you know tech industry are trying to fight as hard as possible right now, and I got to be honest with you. How about instead of fighting anti-government rhetoric, you fucking give people health care? Hey, that's a good... Hey, hey! Hmm. You know, I you know, I was talking to someone. This might be a bit much, but... Excuse me. I mean, how, think of how... I really do believe that I think race relationships would be so much better if people actually were getting equal opportunities. 
Do you know what I mean? Like if we went, hey, the government, hey, you can't go to school for free. Hey, your school is actually getting an equal amount of money in the budget to make your school better. You know what I mean? Like if there was a police shooting that involved an unarmed, uh, <laughs> if, if a police shooting involved an unarmed black man, right? But there was healthcare in this country that was, you know, no prejudice. We had an education system that wasn't prejudiced and college was free. Half of the liberals that would be marching out in the street on a BLM riot would be the ones going over the analysis of videos and posting their past crimes. <laughs> they would do what the conservatives do. I, I, I genuinely believe this because it's easy. It's you're like you, if the if the government isn't doing anything for some for people and it isn't right now and then like unarmed black people get killed, you go that's fucked up. Fuck this whole thing. Fuck this whole thing. Because it's not just that then. It's, exactly. it's everything else. But if there was more things it. in place, if the government had more things in place, people would be like, hey, let's think about this. How do we make this situation better? What do we do? Instead, we're ripping off our heads. We, instead, we, we'd be able to actually solve the problem that caused that police shooting if we had all these other things in place. Exactly. People but would, it would be so much less tense. Yeah. It would be so much less tense. Because we have nothing. No. I, exactly. It'd Nobody be, would, has anything i don't and it's it's we you know obviously bipoc right is that the word can you say like that bipoc you you know i don't i don't want to say minority groups because i think minority groups does have bad it doesn't sound good it's a little condescending it it sounds like there is a hierarchy maybe and there is a hierarchy in a sense but then it's kind of like you're giving into it yeah and but like also people of colors is a weird i think saying people of color is really strange too people of color is a weird thing to say because then it's like isn't that just the same thing as saying colored people i mean you're just literally just flipping it around one's legitimately racist and one is the pc term one sounds gentler that's it i mean yeah i yeah i guess that's it i mean what do you call I guess it is the best option for, but here, uh, but here, here we go again. Like there, we're sit here saddled with the conversation of what do we call each other? What, what's what's the what's the respect most respectful term to call another group of people? Yeah. And how do we? And then cause you you're like, well, not everybody is. Dude, people is, would is not care about the same way. If not, they had health care. They would not. We would not. We would not be. We'd be able to actually. We would not think be about these so things. entrenched in social issues if so many economic ones were solved. We would not be in the position that we're in right now. We would not be. Not that it's a waste of time, but some of the rhetoric that we use is a waste of time. A lot of the it's a waste of time when you don't have energy to do it, and when you don't have a uh, when you don't have a surface underneath you to stand on. And, and so much of the fake posing, you know, like. You know, I remember I was at a, a BLM speech and, you know, the guy stood up and he said, we need to make sure that after this happens, we're not coming out here after someone's killed, that we're coming out here when it matters. And they say that every time and it always goes away. No, you know what I mean? It's like, people gotta go no back one's to posting work. infographics anymore. No one cares. These people, I mean, we have a very short term memory and it's sad. Priorities. Look, I'm not saying that any of these, I'm not... If you're listening to this and you feel like I'm di- making any situation disingenuous, no, they're all really, they're all problems. They're all things we have to solve. I'm just saying, I think the country, we would not be at each other's throats if there were certain economic things, you know, in place. And uh, there would definitely not be as many. There's a lot of liberals who quite literally foam at the mouth 
and and we can't get any conversation had. And to be fair, it doesn't help when conservatives are constantly trolling or they don't believe that the problems even exist. That doesn't help. I'm not saying they're helping. They're not helping anyone. All right, they're dicks. It is what it is. I don't know what to tell you, but you can't foam at the mouth about every political issue. We can't. We're not going to get anything done. We're not going to solve the issues, and it's just like we're being stretched really thin. If we had some economic things in place, there would be people on the on the left who would chill out, who would be, okay, we need to take action. What is the thing we need to do? How do we take care of the situation? People don't want to get rid of the police. They don't. They don't want to get rid of the police. They want better police. I want better police. I want police that are militarized. I do. I want more training. There's a lot. I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of meatheads who are officers. You know what's also a problem? There's a lot of guys who used to play football who are officers. That's a mentality that kind of sticks with you. No, it's not just that. It's it's literally head injuries. Oh. No, you don't don't think about it. A lot of... You got to think meatheads kind of become cops and something that meatheads do when they're younger is play football dude and so many i got you know they really think now like with concussions like it fucks making people crazy decision making yeah your your emotional skills i gotta be honest with you i would not be surprised if if you know that not not to say that oh yeah it's not their fault because they're all mentally ill no shut up not saying that I just wouldn't be surprised if it played a part. And we all know, like, look, there's racism in this country. I've been behind some closed doors and some people have said some shit to me that I go, how the fuck can you even say that? You know what I mean? And then they don't even mean it. You know, they mean it hard. They mean it for real. And I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not doubting that there's, real bias i'm not doubting that there's you know institutionalized racism i believe it but god damn what are we going to even do when no one even wants to take the time to help themselves can't have a bunch of people foaming at the mouth who can't even take care of themselves and then go i want to take care of everyone else and change the entire government I mean, one moment it's like someone's falling apart and the next moment they're reading you fucking Mao. Really feels like that. One moment the person's having an identity crisis and the next moment they're going, have you read Marx? It's like, guys, anybody, for the love of God, hit the brakes and let's... You know, it's hard to tell people to hit the brakes when, you know, this country doesn't really promote that. It's not like this country's making it easier for people to go, yeah, let's hit the brakes. Like, no, maybe the answer is to go crazy. You know, maybe that is the answer. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you to go do that. We kind of do, though. I mean, we joke <laughs> we about kinda, it. I mean, yeah. We, we joke about it because we all genuinely kind of feel that way. A lot of things in our way. lives reflect that. A lot, of the, a lot of the fun that we have reflects that. And that's that's fine. I'm really not upset when when people are like, yeah, I just, I I just kind of uh, like when when people get their energy out in certain ways, you know, it's it's I just I just at least understand where the, where everyone's coming from in that way, you know, people are just so beaten down. It's, you I say then you deserve whatever you need to do in order to not feel like you're crushed all the time, but we shouldn't have that. 
we should have that in a way that, that lifts people up so they're not just back down at, at, at their bottom again. You know, people, like, they start at their bottom, then they do something that rises them up, but then they crash all the way back down. It's like taking, like, like ecstasy or molly. Like, you really hit a peak, but then you crash back further than when you started. We're kind of stuck in that right now. We don't have any, we don't have anything left to... Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have much left to keep us uh, alive, to keep us it's, hopeful, to keep us having fun. It's hard to be hopeful. These things are going to really run out hard. of juice. These, these batteries are going to run out of juice af- after a while. You know, and then where are we going to be, you know? Look, people, you got to figure it out. got to be able to operate in this political climate, but you also need to do what you need to do with yourselves. We hope maybe this episode will... You know, maybe, you know, maybe we'd be a little better off if uh, if everyone was doing a little better, you know, in their in their brain. We'd be a little better off if not everyone was on the brink all the time. Be a little better off if every family wasn't falling apart. We'd be a little better, a little better if high schools weren't, you know, so treacherous. They're kind of treacherous now. Yeah. But, you know... You tend to respect yourself more when you take care of yourself. You tend to really earn that. Like we were talking about at the very beginning. How are you going to... If you don't feel like you love yourself, are you someone worthy of love, respect, same thing? You know, if you're not... The one thing that, that you really can do, even if you're not... if you Even if you don't feel worthy of it, is taking care of yourself. Because you know what it feels like when you don't mm-hmm. and that is bad that is something that you don't want to feel therefore you deserve to not feel it you know it brings you it brings you away from you from yourself so that in that, in that sense you deserve it mm-hmm. and then you can get those other things probably or you can believe in that in that on the other stuff and you can maybe give that to other people and you won't feel so down you know you won't be just a victim all the time you here to hear first people Take our advice or don't. Yeah, no. Don't care. But, hey. Good luck. Take care.